He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. And of course, another beautiful day here in Seaside. I got my man, Adam Knight, on the other line, um, who is the owner of Proven Principles. We've been doing a couple episodes together about, um, you know, hotel and hospitality management, uh, what it's like to be a good manager, uh, the difference between service and hospitality, and how to differentiate yourself from your property or from other properties in your area. Um, So today, Adam and I are going to talk about how the low unemployment rate and job market is super, super good right now for uh, job seekers and how hotel owners and restaurant owners can reduce turnover. So everybody, welcome back. Uh, Adam Knight from Proven Principles. Hey, Will. Good to be here. Good. Glad to have you back. How's your, uh, your journey been since last time that we talked? Yeah, all good. It's uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind uh, the last uh, uh, I guess it's been about a month now. So uh, moved up uh, to Seattle from San Francisco and uh, have been uh, doing a little bit of uh, travel around the country, out, out specifically on the East Coast. So things are busy, things are good, and uh, yeah, 2019 starting with a bang. That's the way to do it. That's why I like to hear. Um, we kind of talked a little bit in our emails, um, going back and forth about pretty much just the current job market right now and what that's looking like for um, job seekers and not only job seekers, but how to reduce turnover um, if you're in a restaurant or hotel. Um, So right now what I'm kind of wanting to talk about, or at least start off on this conversation is just the, the job seekers market right now. What um, advice from a point and just, um, a standpoint of the current position that you're in um, for a job seeker right now, what are you looking for? Um, why is it their market right now? Why is it that everybody um, pretty much is uh, able to get a job? Like explain into your side of things on what you see. Yeah. This uh, time in hospitality right now is, um, is a little unique in the sense that this really is, a job seekers market. And what I mean by that is that in a lot of cities, most cities, there are a record number of hotel openings that have happened and that are uh, about to happen. So there's a lot of new construction, especially if you live near a major market city, Uh, new restaurants opening in major markets as well. Um, And, you know, the, the sad reality is, is that there's not necessarily a growing pool of workers to staff all of the open positions in these new hotels and restaurants. So if you're looking to get into hospitality, now is as good a time as ever to do that because there are honestly employers are scrambling to get enough people in the door to run their businesses. And it's not just enough people as in workers, but like actually passionate people, people that are going to be driven and, um, motivated to do excellent work. Am I correct or am I uh, wrong on that aspect? (laughs) No, you are absolutely correct on that that front. You know, 
uh, I don't want what I'm saying to be misconstrued. It's not like you're going to just be able to walk in the door and, and you know, get any job that you apply for. The fundamentals still hold true today, where mm-hmm. if you uh, have uh, experience, uh, that, that's always a good thing. But more importantly, employers today are looking for people that have the talent to deliver on the expectations of the role, that they have this a customer service mentality and a desire mm-hmm. to really, truly help people. That is always going to trump, you know, walking in with zero experience and, uh, you know, zero motivation to actually uh, do whatever the job is that you're doing. Um, you know, if, if you've got the talent and, and certainly if you have a little bit of experience in the industry behind you, uh, totally. you're going to go very far. But, you know, that, that shouldn't be a, a, something that discourages people. If you haven't worked in the industry before, but you have a passion for serving others and you have a real desire to make an impact, mm-hmm. uh, you'll go far. I agree. And I'm not a fan of the um, fake it till you make it type phrase. But honestly, if you don't have experience and you come in with that mindset, of wanting to serve and you have the ability to adapt and learn very quickly, I think you'll be fine as well. Because I don't know when I first got my job at um, a five-star Marriott hotel, I had never worked in a hotel before. Never. And I walked yeah. in off the street with that mindset of, okay, I've been really good with people. I have, you know, I'm the seventh child. So I'm very interactive and, you know, I've grown up in social gatherings where, people were everywhere and it's just always been around people. So, you know what, I'm just going to go in with that mindset. I went in and boom on the spot hired. So absolutely. It's so true. You know, being personable, being engaging, smiling, you know, uh, giving more than one word answers in an interview, uh, asking probing questions in an interview to learn more about the job or the company, giving examples about times that, maybe aren't directly related to previous work experience, but times maybe that you've helped family or friends with, you know, different situations that come up, or if you've volunteered before, or even if you've done some, uh, some work in school, whether you volunteered in high school or in college, or, you know, maybe you had a, uh, an internship kind of a job where there's uh, some transferable skills that uh, you did in that job that you can bring into your, your hospitality uh, career. Those are all things that you can draw on that you should be demonstrating when you go in for an interview. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins and Gary V. And one of my favorite things that uh, Tony said in the past when I first started on my entrepreneurial journey and stuff and just kind of diving into that self-motivation um, aspect of it is um, the more you invest in yourself, the more worth you become to others and the more you're able to provide. And um, for me, I just uh, on a personal note, I've always had a hard time with, you know, like, oh, I, I'm not good at this. I can't do that. Or, you know, not knowing that I actually was. It was just kind of self-doubt. Um, but the more like I've, it's proven in my own life and forgive me for being a little cheesy, but it's a proven principle I've used in my own life <laughs> on, on the, you know, the more you invest in yourself, whether it's a simple online course or you know, maybe going out of your way to actually learn something uh, through uh, just a free certification class or whatever it may be, you know, diving in and studying something on your own or doing it at work and learning the, you know, the, the trade, 
um, the more you invest in yourself, the more you're worth you're able to provide to the company, the more you're going to be better off. They're going to be able to benefit from you. And um, that's a good feeling because when you go get off work for, you know, two your two days off and then you come back and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, we missed you. We don't know how to run this place without you. And that's a, that's a good sign that not only did you have the talent, but you've adapted and you definitely invested in yourself enough times where you're providing a lot to that company. That's and, absolutely uh, true. That's absolutely yeah. true. The more, the more that you uh, seek out training, the more that there's a, uh, you have a focus of self-development on yourself. Exactly. It also changes your, your perspective and uh, your ability to contribute to, into different aspects of the business. So it doesn't mm-hmm. keep you so narrow focused in what it is that you're doing. If you want to just say you're working at the front desk and you want to get into a managerial role, well, you know, the more understanding that you have of, uh, say, basic accounting principles so that you can yeah. run a checkbook and you, and you can understand uh, how to read a P&L or maybe, you know, even if you don't have that formal schooling, but you seek those learning avenues out with your current employer, it's just mm-hmm. going to make you that much more well-rounded. Exactly. Exactly. And it's also, yeah, kind of like what you said, the front desk, um, you can learn a lot because when you're there, you're kind of, you can see the back end of things, how operations work, um, you know, budgeting and everything that goes into it, you know, ordering of, if you're a small boutique hotel, like the one that I'm at, then, you know, I help order the coffee, you know, the breakfast supply, whatever it is. Um, and you get to kind of see the back end of that kind of stuff and learn on how that company functions and what their um, overall operation like strategy is, which is very beneficial for you because if you're ever to leave or go anywhere else or even start your own, you can kind of pick and pull from places you experienced and uh, overall becomes a good tool belt for you in the future. That's exactly right. And, you know, not all experience is uh, necessarily good experience. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is, you know, as you're going through your your journey, uh, kind of getting into the industry and experiencing different ways of running departments or different ways of running uh, a restaurant, you know, you're going to pick up things that you like from some leaders and things that you don't like from other leaders. This is all, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's all good experience because it's going to help you. Uh, you know, take the good, take the bad and, and to know how to uh, hopefully lead teams and, and be successful in, in running departments going forward because you've seen so many ways of doing things. Of course. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much the perfect way I could say it. Um, I wanted to kind of jump in on the side of being an owner or let's say higher up management um, for a hotel or restaurant. Okay. So one of my, one of the things I've noticed and something that I've done, um, at least in the last year or so, is when looking for a new employer or a better opportunity or whatever it may be, um, I don't know if you've done this before, Adam, but I've noticed I've done it and a couple other people that I've talked to uh, in and out of the industry are doing is that they are reading the business reviews on Google, Facebook, they're checking out their social medias. They're doing a little bit more research than normal than just saying, Oh, this looks like a great job on a advertisement for indeed or whatever. And just going with the flow, they're actually diving into the company's website, their socials, their reviews, the, the good and bad comments on everything. Um, 
And for me, I don't know, for if I were an owner at this standpoint, do you think that is uh, something that people should be watching out for? Or do you think that's a, I don't know, for me, I think it's a smart tool for any job seeker, but probably a bad idea if you have bad reviews. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a trend that we're seeing more and more in hospitality. So, you know, having lived in San Francisco for a number of years, uh, I know that there's a, a site called Glassdoor that is pretty highly used in the tech field. I'm sure there's other industries that use this as well. But, you know, for those that don't know what it is, that's a review site where uh, current and former employees can review an employer. And I know just like in our industry now, there's a review site. It uh, feels like there are a dime a dozen right now uh, where guests can review your product and your service. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Glassdoor and sites like Glassdoor are starting to be used more and more in hospitality. So nothing is uh, is hidden behind uh, the curtain anymore. You know, from a hospitality perspective, whether it's your employees or whether it's your guests, everything is now out in the open, and anybody can see anything about how it is you're running your business and and what things are doing. And again. You know, as as this conversation now turns to uh, the job market, and yes, it's a uh, it's a job seekers uh, kind of a market. Mm-hmm. Uh, that also means that it's very competitive from the management and the owner's perspective to attract the right talent. And if you don't have uh, good internal reviews about your culture and how you treat people, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to find it exceedingly difficult to get the right talent in the door to fill those open jobs. Cause again, that, that labor pool is not getting any wider. You know, you're, there's more hotel rooms opening. There's more restaurant seats opening up. There's more businesses competing for the same number of employees. And so you've got to be firing on all cylinders. Very true. And, uh, I don't know when I first started, the only thing I cared about when seeking for employment, was the hourly wage now or the salary, whatever it may be for you. But um, that's all I cared about as long as, you know, I was getting good hours and all that good stuff. But now I think as we mature into our careers and hell, even the millennials today that, you know, are just jumping into this uh, hospitality restaurant thing, um, they're starting to look at more of, okay, yeah, my hourly or salary wage is good, but what is my, not only benefits of like 401k, paid time off and everything else like that, but they're also looking for um, compensation such as, uh, you know, let's say, um, what's the word for pretty much doing good uh, incentives. Uh, let's say, yeah, they're looking for other incentives, um, management uh, development, such as uh, having a relationship uh, mentor where they pour into them and teach them the the trade and kind of what they've done in their past and and their career. But, um, you know, that development of, I don't want to just be a start out agent for the rest of my life. I want to be an owner or a GM or operations manager. So for you, as I can tell you're eager to answer, what is, what's, (laughs) uh, what's some uh, better, I don't know, for an employer standpoint, what's what can you do to better attract the good the good quality employees that you're seeking 
Yeah. You know, that's a really good question. And, and it's at this point, it's the million dollar question. And exactly. I don't think necessarily that anybody has truly answered it. Because uh, if they did, you know, we wouldn't maybe we wouldn't be having this discussion. But that, and, what I, and it varies per property and per per role, I say, I think, you know, for a boutique to answer that question and for a 700 room five diamond resort to answer that question, it would be a little bit different. Yeah, it would be. And what, what I'll say is this, though, is there are plenty of employers out there, you know, hotel managers, hotel owners, restaurant managers and owners that aren't even hitting the basics. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're not making sure that there are development opportunities for their team. They're not treating their staff uh, in, a, in, a, um, in a way that uh, makes them feel appreciated and that they're contributing something uh, to the greater good or the greater organization. You know, there's some of the things that we've talked about on previous episodes that if you're not doing the basics, it, you can offer all the perks in the world, but if people don't mm-hmm. want to work there because they don't feel valued, then your efforts really fall flat. So, you know, with that, if, if you do have the basics covered and you find that you're still competing with other employers out there and you're not getting the right talent in the door, one of the things that we saw a lot of success with uh, in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, is you know some of the more uh, non-traditional uh, benefits uh, being offered to uh, to employees when they're coming in that that seem to get a little bit of traction. And one of the areas that we had a lot of success were health and wellness um, benefits. So providing things like subsidized gym memberships. Okay. Providing, um, you know, f- uh, uh, diet uh, consultations, and you know, if doing doing even uh, you know internal cultural events like you know whether it's like a whole thirty challenge at the beginning of the year, or you know everybody's on a paleo challenge, you know, halfway through the year, or doing. Uh, uh, I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, Sober October. If that's a thing that you <laughs> want to do, you know, de- de- developing uh, some familial. Uh, bonds through those types of internal challenges, um, mm-hmm. helping people be better, um, you know, when it comes to their health and wellness, uh, meditation apps, and you can, you can subsidize or provide to your employees. Now there, these, you know, may not apply directly to your business, but what I'm trying to give as an example of thinking outside the box in a way that you can provide something that's a little bit non-traditional. Uh, yes, there's a little bit of an expense to it, uh, but if you could reduce your turnover, not only, not only just attracting new people, but reducing your turnover, you're not going to have to go out and compete as hard in this difficult labor market, uh, to find good talent. So, uh, whatever you can do to reduce your turnover, uh, is going to put you in a better position. Totally agree. And I was going to say, it's maybe stupid for me to say this, but I'd say maybe even better holiday parties. <laughs> like, to be honest, I was, <laughs> yeah. I, I've worked for a lot of companies and, you know, around the holiday, you know, there's, you know, no holiday party or very little holiday party. And I don't know. I feel like that's a time where you should be able to like features because again, I'm super passionate about connection and you may not be able to hear it in my voice on this podcast just because I'm a little, uh, getting over a little cold, feeling a little raspy, but this company is just something that 
I can get behind as a uh, industry uh, leader or analytic or consultant. Um, this is a company I can really get behind and support and promote and, um, you know, say that they genuinely care. Um, you know, no company is perfect. Trust me. I've been in many of them uh, in the last few years from Spokane to here. And, you know, no, no company is perfect, but man, does this company have a good product, a good, um, just a good overall culture and great, uh, great product. So I kind of just wanted to share that. Um, thank you guys again for joining. Um, you can definitely check out everything I just talked about, plus a little bit more detail uh, in my uh, blog post with this podcast um, on slicktalkthepodcast.com. Um, you can also find it out on our social media and everything too. Um, but I do just want to say, guys, like if you're going to visit the beat and seeking out educational opportunities to, to learn and kind of round out their experience in mm-hmm. this new market is forcing managers to do the exact same thing. They've got to think outside the box. They have to uh, better round out their uh, perspective and their experience to try to stay ahead of the curve because it is so competitive. Exactly. It's uh, I don't know. It's just kind of a, a aspect where, you really have to think about what are we a thrive or are we a die environment pretty much for, for either new employees or current employees. Um, one thing I've kind of seen just out here on the coast is um, great company. Great company has great products, great properties, owns half the city pretty much. Um, and is known for their excellent service standards, but internally, they struggle with their management and their leadership being passive aggressive, um, not supporting the lower staff or um, overworking them or just being very um, hypocritical in a way. Um, Yet the owner never finds this out, doesn't know. Nobody, you know, there's a high turnover. They don't know why, but yet the people that are kind of counseling the owner aren't telling them why. And so for, kind of what I was asking is how for pretty much this owner or for any owner that has high turnover, but can't see the answer to why and being the current management staff, what's some ways that you can kind of keep your management team accountable, I guess, in in how they're operating, how they're doing the day to day and how they're treating the lower staff. Um, so I have a pretty high standard, but if you think there's somebody out there or a company out there that deserves it, let me know, message me, inquire me, whatever it may be. I would love to talk hotel, get some coffee, do whatever. Um, if, if you have any questions, feel free to go to my website, slick talk, the podcast or openroadhospitality.com, And I will answer any questions. You can also see blogs, podcast episodes, everything you need to know. Thank you guys so much, and thank you for supporting me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast.
What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.